Welcome to the Bad Mom Podcast. I'm your host, Anastasia. This is my friend, Jessica. Hello. This is episode six, Three Strikes are Out. Um, Jessica is a single mom of four amazing kids, and she's going to share her story of domestic violence, and hopefully somebody hears a story and it helps them. Maybe it heals them. Maybe it motivates them to get out of that shitty relationship that they're in. Maybe it um, that experience itself makes you realize that you're being abused, because many of us have no idea. And maybe you'll save yourself, and maybe you'll save your kids. Maybe you'll show them how strong you are to get out of it. Um, Jessica has been married for 17 years. And she's got a 21-year-old daughter in college. She's got three younger children. And her kids mean the world to her. She's all about nature and tarot cards and eating healthy and doing good and coaching others through their shitty experiences to become better people, stronger people. So I kind of just really made a friend through this entire experience. And I'm really happy <laughs> that you're here. So thank you so much for joining me. Um, this means a lot. Uh, would you like to start off and say anything? Um, yeah, I mean, I, it's been 17 years. So it's like, it was a very long time with my abuser. And um, I met him right after my mom had passed away. My mom was only 52. She passed away of pancreatic cancer. And so I was at a moment where I was like, I was married, but I was, I was pretty young. And so, you know, I had a two-year-old at the time. So I would, I would go to my, my, me and my ex, we really weren't that close. So I would go to my best friend's house and go there and like cry on her shoulder and hang out with her and her family. So me and my ex-husband were kind of on our way out, like because of my mom's um, passing. And plus the fact that, you know, he was, he wasn't a bad guy, but we were married so young. Yeah. So we were getting separated um, and I was at my best friend's house and her brother came by, stopped by and, you know, started to talk to me and seemed really sweet and he was really interested in, you know, me and, and my child and how, you know, how are we handling this with my mom's loss and she had only been, you know, passed just, you know, not even a month, you know, after, um, well, before I met him. So, you know, I just trusted my best friend and, you know, like I knew her kids, my kids hung out with her kids, you know, my daughter hung out with her kids. Mm -hmm. And um, it was just like, you know, I just felt comfortable there. So he was really great for like the first year, I would say. He was like really trying to pursue me and, you know, date me. And, um, you know, while I was going through this divorce, but I was like, I think I wanted to have, like, end, you know, the first marriage, you know, before I got remarried. So like we were together and, you know, he waited it out and we had gotten an apartment and things like that. And then I, I wound up getting pregnant with um, my son, who's now 14. Mm -hmm. And when I was pregnant with my son, um, his father, I don't know if I'm going to say his name, but mm -hmm. he started drinking heavily. Um, he used to have a cocaine problem, like before I met him. So he was like, he went from one thing to another, but he waited a year until he, you know, was stressed. So once I was pregnant with my son and I was working, you know, I had, had my daughter 
and I was pregnant. And so he started using, like he started using alcohol um, to combat his fear of being a new dad or whatever it was. But the, me being pregnant triggered him into going back to addictions. And I just saw a different person. That wasn't the same person like I fell in love with. You know, we were like so much in love. And, you know, I trusted his sister and I was family, you know, with his sister. And so what happened was, what happened was, um, you know, um, he would bring terrible people over to the house. Like just, uh, you know, I knew that they were just into drugs. They, you know, were partying and he would just say, oh no, they're not partying. And they, they would do like cocaine and crap and they'd have like these parties and I'd be like in my house and I wasn't into drugs and I wasn't like a partier. I would be pregnant, you know, trying to go to sleep and I'd have like a party around me all the time. And I'm, I would get mad at him. I'd say, it's not party time. Like I'm having a baby. Like, can you just have some respect and, you know, just be normal, like normal. And, and he just didn't want to be normal. He didn't want to be like a normal human being. And I, in my mind, I'm like, oh, you know, when someone's having a baby, they, you know, try to be better. They try to like prepare for the baby. He prepared by bringing riffraff, like people to party with. And like the, the straw there was when my baby was born, I had to put up with like a lot of nonsense. And then he brought this guy over. I don't know. I, I think he was buying drugs from this guy, to be honest with you. And he handed to him, like this guy, my brand new newborn son. Okay, so literally I, I had a fit in front of the guy. I said, give me back my son right now. So this guy, you know, my husband was mad. So he said, how could you, why are you so rude? And I said, I'll show you rude. So like, I took my son to my friend's house. I called my friend and he's like, I have connections. I have all these people. Like, he's like, um, he's like, if you leave, he's like, you're gonna be dead. And, and he would say like, all these things like, um, you know, I I, um, I know these guys that you know sell drugs and they'll they'll kill you for a certain amount of money. So I take my son and my daughter, mind you, to my friend's house and she hid me and she hid the car. So I was there for for a little a while and he found me. So and he said he was going to threaten my friends and threaten her family if I didn't go back. You know, so I I wanted to phone back. I had nowhere to go. So he just had a lot of promises. He said he would stop and, you know, he was going to stop doing drugs and partying around the kids. But, but he threatened your he, life and yeah. that was just like insane. That's yeah. a huge red flag. Yeah, <laughs> it was It was definitely a huge red flag. And it's like, oh, come back, baby. Mm -hmm. I'm going to kill you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a consolation. Or the baby. Oh, oh, did he even say anything about the baby? Like, I want to be a good dad. I, I'm sorry. Yeah, he thought in his mind he was a good dad. So he loved his child, you know, but he just, he had all these people around that were just like riffraff and crazy and doing drugs around me and the kids. And like, and when I came back, he was still doing the drugs, but he was doing the drugs at work and after work with his friends, like not around the house because he knew I would probably leave again. So, you know, so at that point he was threatening me saying like, you know, you know not to leave, right? You know not to leave because I'm going to find you. And so I was, I was scared. I was a little scared. I was, a little, I was younger, you know, had little babies in it. So you're like 23, 22 at this point? I mean, I was probably like close to the like mid-20s at that point, but... Okay, so you had two babies at this point? Yeah, two babies, two babies at this point. So 
you know, I just tried to like always, you know, go to counseling. I'd be like, you know, let's go to counseling. Maybe we should go to like drug counseling, but you know, alcohol counseling so we can, you know, work this out. So um I just had to put up with it for, for a very long time. And of course, because he was an addict, he didn't pay the rent. He did, you know, everything was on me. So it was like being pregnant and trying to like, you know, pay for everything was like impossible. And so we lost the apartment that we had got, you know, tried really hard to get. We wound up back at his sister's house. So we lived in his sister's house and he like made this room in the basement. And um, we lived down there. And I was just very with depressed. Two kids. With two little kids, yeah. And I was just like really depressed. So I got a job, like I, I got a job and I was working. I'd say I get to work around, I think it's 7.30. So I get to work around eight and then I come back at five, just like purely exhausted. But I wanted to save money because I wanted to get out of his sister's basement. You know, and of course he'd take the baby upstairs and he'd, um, he'd disappear with the baby. And you know, he just like ignored me when I was there. He literally just, I was just like, basically. You just, provided and he babysat the kids. You know, he, yeah, his, he basically babysat the kids and, and he just tr treated me like I was the breadwinner and then I was like the vessel to bring his son into the world, like nothing else. Like I didn't have a spirit or a soul, just no sex. I mean, no, no, he would just ignore me. Like, and he, he wants sex. Yeah, he, he would want sex sometimes. And then he'd say, oh, you know, I'm so sorry. I don't mean to ignore you. And, you know, intimacy, really. yeah, there was just like control. And there's like, he was very cold. And, you know, he was just like, he manipulated me. He'd be like, you know, my family doesn't like you. So, you know, you could just date him here. And he'd say like horrible things to me, like curse me out. He, he would call me names, like spit on me in front of his family. What? Mm-hmm. Yep. He'd spit on me and like front of the baby. I'd be holding the baby. Like sometimes he would like, just go sit at me and like he just like call me horrible names yeah in front of my daughter in front of the baby so, so your daughter grew up um, witnessing this behavior yeah she was young she realized you know that this guy was really just horrible to me like very degrading and when he would drink it would be like a hundred times worse like he was just horrible 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 human being like he would just be venomous and i'm like thinking to myself, where did all this anger come from? Like, I didn't even know, like, what's the worst guy. thing that you witnessed him do in front of your children to you? Um, I'd say the worst thing he ever did was, I mean, there was a, there was a bunch of stuff, but the worst thing he ever did was, um, he, he I had this like iced coffee and he took it and he's in front of the kids and in front of like his friends and like just threw the entire thing like all over my face, all over my hair. It was like, oh, I was soaked. And he was like really like drunk. And I, and I had a problem with like him and his friends because they were always partying around the kids. And I was like, no, like I was a good mom. I'm trying to protect my kids. Like get these people out of the house. Like they don't belong in my house. They don't belong around the kids. So he was insulted. How dare you insult my kids, my, my friends rather. And he would like, he threw the coffee kids. Yeah. yeah all over the place and so you know and then and then we started like physically like fighting but um like you know I was what, upset what was your reaction I was just like how dare you and he'd like get in my face and then like I like went falling yeah in front of everybody and I'd say I want them out and he'd say you know 
no, they're my friends and they're staying here. Like, he just didn't care about my And these my friends, family. like, didn't care either. They thought this was okay. Yeah. Behavior. Yeah, they thought because they were addicts too. So they were partying. They were always, like, when the addicts, like, party together, they, like, conjugate. And, like, it, and I was the one that was, like, outspoken saying, no, don't do this. There's no more, like, a stand up for my kids and staring up for, like, I'm not going to be an addict. I'm not going to go down that route, you know? So I was always trying to protect the kids. Outsider. I was the outsider. I was like, um, like the well, drug police. <laughs> yeah, you were the police. Yeah, I was like the anti-partying police because I don't think it's good around kids to have all those people partying. Like, there's a time and a place. And well, you're supposed to like have some kind of bonding time with your husband and the mm -hmm. kids, and it's always mm -hmm. people around with drugs. Yeah, and the no respect thing, you know, because. They're just partying. They, he doesn't care about like my feelings. He cares about when the next high is or who's gonna buy it or you know. And what kind of drugs? Cocaine. Cocaine, and then he turned to um crack. So, um, his sister and I found a crack pipe. We found a um, crack pipe in the ceiling, the ceiling vault, like in the um, what do you call it? The, the, there's like a the plates. The, yeah, I understand. It was like inside the ceiling. I don't know how somebody would do it, but it was in the ceiling. And then we would look around, we find jack bottles hidden in everywhere too, like basement. But why the hide them? Closet, because it, it was so bad that he didn't want anybody to know how bad it was. And I knew it was bad, I'd smell it on him. He'd be breaking things constantly. He'd be like fighting with my family. He would call my father, like you know my father would be like yelling at my dad, my senior father, like, and my dad would be like, what is wrong? And my brother, he just called my family members and he'd go like cursing at them, yelling at them. And they call me, they'd be like, oh, he's at it again, huh? And I'm like, yeah, he's at it again. They're just like, call the police, call the police. So I would just call the police because he wouldn't calm down. He'd be all night freaking out, screaming, yelling, breaking stuff. You know, so cops were always coming. So what did the cops do? So the cops would say, you know, you need to calm down. And he'd say, oh, she was hitting me. And he'd try to like make marks on himself. You know, he'd be, he'd be lit. Like he would be just like lit up, like drugged out, crazy eyes, drinking like a big chaotic mess. Like he was breaking things and throwing alcohol around and, you know, everything else. And then, you know, they'd see obviously like his friends were wasted and I was sober. So they didn't really believe him. But unfortunately, they have to have like proof you know if I they wouldn't take him out unless like they saw like that I looked like I was in danger like if I was like bleeding or had like a bruise on me they would look for that stuff they'd say well it's his word against hers well what about drugs um say anything? I didn't say much about the drugs I was scared yeah I was scared I was scared like because I knew like he had connections in the drug world like and I was afraid that somebody was going to come for me if I was gonna tell the cops about the drugs, I just he he really threatened me. So the cops me. were useless. Me. They were pretty much useless. Yeah, they said, "Well, we'll get a restraining order," you know, and I'd say, "Okay, and I can get a restraining order." But he didn't, he didn't stop him. You know, he'd go through family members. He'd always find me. He always like get me somehow. So did you ever get a restraining order? Yeah, I finally got a restraining order. So I saved a lot of money, a lot of money. And, you know, I worked really hard. So, like, after a year, I got a place, a little tiny, tiny place. And it was um, maybe, like, five minutes from my sister's house, you know. So, I got that place. And, um, you know, so I got a job. And I got the kids in daycare. Um, so, yeah. And, and Shine actually was starting, was starting, like, kindergarten. So, um, 
So yeah, I had my stuff, I had my stuff together with stress because you know I, I was the only one really paying the bills because he was partying all the time. Mm -hmm. And then he decided with this um, scheme, his sister was up on this, and he said he was going to give her money and pay prepay her for the babysitting because he he got me pregnant. Um, because he did use condom, but I believe he put a hole in it because there was no other explanation. You know, I got pregnant, you know, one more time. And I, unfortunately, like, I wasn't, you know, ready to have it. I would, didn't really want, I just really wanted to get away from him, honestly. And I just, but you ended up having another baby. Yeah, so I was working and I, I got pregnant. I was working at the time. And that was with my middle child. And, you know, it was hard because they put me on bed rest. So they had put me on bed rest and, uh, you know, so I, he was in control then. He, he was the one that had to make the money because like, you know, I had a little bit of money coming in for disability and he was saying, oh, I'm giving my sister money. I'm paying her for babysitting. And she'd say, yeah, well, he said that he's not really paying me. So it was like this scam or whatever. Yeah, and so he was just buying drugs. I think he was just buying drugs and Every once in a while, you know, I would notice, like I drive past the house, you know, on a break and I'd say, there's like a strange car in the driveway. And one time I went into the house and I smelled, it smelled like crack in the house. And he was with some guy and they were like talking and they smoked the house out. And I'm like, thank God my kids are in daycare because if God forbid they were there with him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know, it was just, I was in a bad situation, but I did get a restraining order shortly after I gave birth to uh, my son. Which one? My third son. Okay, so Tyler. Yeah, my third child, my second child with him. Um, so I got a restraining order and um, my husband got removed from the house. because I, I basically took like videos, I took like everything I could, every ounce of like proof. Went to get the restraining order. I had to go to Sussex County. We got the restraining order. And so I was good for a while. I was like on my own. Um, of course, like he was off the books. He told his boss, let's go off the books. So I couldn't afford the entire house with the kids on my own. Again, like in it, I just didn't want to lose the house. I didn't want to lose, you know, the place. So he never had to pay child support. He always got around it. He always... He always hid. He always said, I don't have the money. I'm on, like, you know, he would get paid off the books on purpose. Because, like, he knows, like, if I left or, mm, you know. Sounds familiar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because he, he, he knew what That's to do. He knew how to play the system, you know. And he also knew that. They all know how to play the system. Mm -hmm. He also knew, like, I had nowhere to go. He made sure of that. So he knew that I'd have to eventually come back to him because I couldn't afford to live on my own. So... Yep, so what happened was I stuck it out as long as possible and then um, we wound up lose, we wound up moving. I think we were like we were behind in the rent and we wound up moving to he said, Oh, I love you and you know, he's like, I'm gonna give you a ring and I found this beautiful place in Vernon, it's this big house and Sounds if you like come bullshit. back to me, he's like, uh, you know, we'll live there together and we'll get married and all this other stuff and he's like and we'll go to counseling and I change my ways and all this other stuff. What, what about not doing drugs? Did he ever say those? Things? Yeah, well, or he drinking. said, no, he never, he would never admit to it. So he would be like, oh, you know, he's like, well, no, he's like, just get along with me. <laughs> he's like, stop, you know, fighting oh, with me. The problem. Yeah, I was always the problem. He'd be like, um, 
you know, like, you're a cheater, you're this and that, you know, you're always fighting with me. When did you have time to cheat on? Between the jobs you were working? Exactly. And the kids you were taking care of? Just taking care of kids. And I was working, you know, well, that's and partying, because I had, I couldn't, I don't have a party. <laughs> Not that I would, but party with your kids, like yeah, Patty's not home. Yeah, it was like <laughs> polar opposites. I mean, one time I know, like in the winter time, he he decided to drink a bottle of Jack Daniels, like he was like upset, and he passed out in the snow. Like he almost died a few times. Like he passed out in the snow, and I'm thinking to myself, should I should I wake him up? Should I not? Yeah, <laughs> sorry. And you know, of course, I woke him up. I don't want to get in trouble. Like, and it is the father of my kids, you know. So yeah, like, but like you just go to bed if it's something going on. <laughs> I was tempted. But you're just a good person, and he's not. Yeah, so that's like, the I woke him up, and, and yeah, yeah so that's fine. And like the other straw, like I think that broke the camel's back is when um, like, I I finally said, all right, let's work things out. And he had a birthday party. We had a birthday party for um, my oldest son. He had his family over. And my middle child, he, he had like a breathing issue. He, he was like turning like, not blue, but he was like having a hard time breathing. And I just, I looked at him and I'm like, mm, let's take him. Thank God I didn't drink anything. But I said, let me take him to the ER. So I said to his dad, I said, listen, I'm going to take the baby to the ER because he was not breathing well. You know, he's, he's labored breathing. And so um, my, my ex-husband was like, oh, you're not taking him anywhere. Like, you know, we shouldn't have this party. Like, and he actually like got my keys and my phone. And I said, give that back now. I said, I'm gonna call my brother and I have to call my brother to come and, and take the baby to the hospital. And he was like, you're not getting this back. And um, like, I wound up fighting him. Like I physically fought him to get my keys back. Um, so in the meantime, my daughter, was only maybe she was 10. I said to her, listen, I said, you know, you have to, you have to watch my other son, her other brother, and I'm flying to the ER. So as soon as like, as soon as I could, I grabbed the keys and I ran, I took the baby around the door, I threw him in the front seat and I flew to the emergency room. Thank God it was only 10 minutes away. As I'm driving up the road, the baby's like, I have my hand on the baby and I look and he looks like he's turning blue. He's not like breathing. Oh my god. So he would have died and it would have it would have been his father's fault. And that's my son who's like he's on the spectrum and he would have, you know, if I didn't fight him and then I listened and I you know Do you know why he stopped breathing? Or he did he had RSV. He had RSV. Yeah, and of course drunk drugged up bad. Didn't care, didn't know. He just obviously like when he drank, he he didn't care about anything. So that was just like a real like really stop you from trying to do heartbreaking thing. Yeah. So um, was that fight God. really bad? I mean, it was it was horrible. Yeah, it was a horrible thing. I was fighting, you know, for my son's life, you know. So like the keys. Yeah, like you. Yeah, he was pushing me and and shoving me, and I was just like fighting back because I wanted those keys. I wanted to take my baby and like. Make sure you know but you're a okay. sober person fighting an yeah. alcoholic, alcoholic rage, yeah, yeah, and screaming. And then my daughter had a phone. I said, "Call 911." I screamed to her, I go, "Call 911." That's when he let me. Like I was able to bolt out the door because he was like, "Oh gosh, she's gonna so call the kids with him. I had to leave the kids with him. I had to leave my oldest in charge. And it, it's like not. How it wasn't was the first she? time. Ten. It's not the first time she had me in charge. Yeah. So, you know, was, uh, does she still talk to him right now? 
she talks to her dad, but she doesn't talk to my ex-husband. She doesn't have respect for him. Oh, right, because that's the thing. Mm -hmm. She doesn't want anything to do with him. She literally, you know, that happens when she realized that. Wishes probably death on him. So your aha moments, you said you have mm -hmm. three aha moments. That yeah, well, realize. the baby, like anything that would like happen to a baby, like that is my child, like that was really so bad. So like from that moment on, I really, really tried hard to like, you know, figure something out. So I wouldn't be able to come, I wouldn't have to come back. So yeah. once we moved into the Vernon house, um, you know, I always had in the back of my mind, you know, I'm gonna plan this, I'm gonna plan this. You know, um, he was abusing me, like shoving me. And, um, you know, my friend was over and my friend was like, oh my God, why is he treating you this way? She's like, I didn't know it was so bad. And I was like, yeah, he's really bad. So she said, why don't you call like the shelter and like get an advocate? So I said, all right. So I called on the shelter, Sussex County. This was recent. Um, this was, this was like probably five, maybe six years ago. Six years ago. Yeah, about okay. six years ago. So I got an advocate and, um, so what happened was, you know, cause he was pushing me and we were trying to move a mattress and he was drunk and he was always like throwing things. I'd have, have bruises on me cause he wouldn't like hit me like with his fist, but he would like throw things at me. Fountains and you know, whatever. Statues, like, glasses, like in episode five. Statues. Yeah, he threw a new, brand new laptop at the wall, like on Christmas, like he'd be screaming. Like every holiday was ruined. Oh, you know, every single holiday was ruined. Glasses broken, you know, people would come over and they'd say, you know, we're not going to do this again. <laughs> they be so really uncomfortable, you know? Yeah. And I tried, you know, I tried to make everyone comfortable, but he would just ruin it. He would just totally ruin everything. So, yeah, at the end of the day, you know, I just um, just kept trying to call advocate um, groups and therapists. I called um, CCPMP <coughs> to help me because I didn't have anywhere to go and have anyone to help me. So I said, I think if they're involved, they can somehow help me get away from him. Did they help? Yeah. Okay. They took him to court and they gave me the full custody of the kids. Um, you know, of course there was always that financial aspect, which was like a very difficult decision because, you know, you have to keep a roof over your head. But did he even contribute? No, he never contributed. Once he was removed from the home, he washed his hands. He didn't but want anything to do Before that, did he contribute? Like yeah. Bare minimum? Bare minimum. Okay. Yeah, of course. Like, he would just, like, help out somewhat. Okay. He would pay the whole thing. We would always be behind them. But you would be uh, qualified for financial assistance, right? Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Um, But I did try with Sussex County. I wasn't able to get the TRA. And then I went down to um Ocean County. And I stayed in a shelter down there. So the kids and I okay. stayed in a shelter down there. We put you in Ocean County? Yeah, we wound up going to Ocean County just to escape and to get, to get away from him. But I swear, every time I would try to get assistance, like to get housing, it, we wouldn't get it. We were not like eligible for it. And I don't know why, because we were homeless. We, I was abused and I had these little kids, you know, I was trying so hard to do the right thing and get away from their father. So, you know, even diapers, you know, they, they gave me a paper and they said, you know, he's not, he's not fit to be around kids. And they made him sign like a child abuse um, form that he's not allowed to, to be around kids by himself. No. 
but but yet like they, the state wouldn't help me yeah oh so but then what did you end up doing staying in the shelters yeah i would stay in the shelters i stayed a little bit one the one in Sussex county the one um in ocean county so i stayed there as long as possible and then we wound up moving up to pennsylvania and i had to go back i had to go back to him the last time i had to go back to him so and that was did he have anywhere for you to go yeah he did have a place up there. He's, he's, he moved, um, he was working up there doing like cleanups. And, um, you know, it was like, it was a little place. It was you drop the restraining order. Um, yeah, I had to drop the restraining order in New Jersey, Pennsylvania. And I just like, I just always want to start a new life and start anew. You know, leave everything behind. But nothing ever changed. No, it never changed. It didn't change. And like, I was, you know, like on and off again. Like I try to be on my own as much as possible, you know, just distance him from the kids as much as possible. And, um, and you know, at the same rate, trying to get on my own. And uh, I wound up leaving Pennsylvania in September. Um, because I, I, it was this year, 2019. I finally got away from him after 17 years. <laughs> 17 years. Yep. 17 years. Back to Jersey. I came back to New Jersey um, and I went to a shelter in, um, can I say where? Did someone help you? Yeah, Passaic County. My, my sister in law picked us up. She said, enough is enough because it's gone on too long. She picked us up. And she's his sister? No, my, sister, my sister. sister in law. Okay. Yeah. So his sister? Um, no, actually, no, my brother's wife. Brother's she picked wife. us up and she, yeah, she brought us, um, you know, to, um, place in Passaic County and so they were really great and they really helped um, advocate for us and try to get us you know housing but you know save our sisters they save our sisters I had to leave um, Pennsylvania behind and I had you know I had a basically a sprained knee had like a bump on my head like I had to get removed like I was a mess I was like so depressed at that point I was on Zoloft um, you know, and anxiety medicine. He maybe he'd say to me, "Oh, you're a drug addict," because I was um giving prescription drugs. But you know, for anxiety, you give me. He gave it to me. Like, yeah, I know. Like, he gave me so much anxiety. Sometimes I'm not smoking crack. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> he would like he would make like blood vessels pop in my eyes. Like it was so bad, you know. And he was so embarrassing. Oh, well, he can't go into public anywhere. No, he'd just be a, a raging, crazy lunatic. He was he was very jealous. He was always like, oh, you're trying to sleep with Are those everyone. the red flags? You want to talk about the red flags? Yeah. You saw him? Yeah, so he was very obsessed. He'd go through my phone. He'd try to take my phone. He would make a mountain of a molehill. Like, I wasn't able to talk to anybody in like on social media what about your friends and um, family friends and family oh they're hooking you up with this one and I know you're on a date and like you know my my daughter would come for, from like college to visit I go out with her and her friends like to go get something to eat he'd be like I know that you're meeting some guy like in a restaurant <laughs> me and you, while oh. I'm with my kid and I'm just yeah. coming back to my other kids you know four kids like who was I with? Like, who am I, you know, and Stormy, he was my, like, miracle baby. He was, you know, yeah. um, his dad is always, you know, trying to get me pregnant. So he wanted me barefoot and pregnant so he could control me. And I finally got away, and boy, was he mad. And I got a place, and boy, he's like, you know. So now after 17 years of marriage, um, I think that 
feel a lot stronger than you were. You spent eight months in a safe house. Eight months in a safe house through COVID. Through COVID. <laughs> we, really, like, we went through it, you know, so we really happy did. that you made it. Yep. We finally made it. I met you. Yeah, me too. We wouldn't have met if we were at the safe house and dealing with COVID and all that stuff. But I'm glad to be back in New Jersey and I'm glad to be away from away him. From him and He's play. still in Pennsylvania. Yeah, like what I found out was he, <laughs> so once I came to the safe house, he was scoping out the next victim, I guess, after oh, all these gosh. years. So yeah, and so he found a widow whose her husband just died. And next thing you know, I find out he's living with her, mooching off of her. And this girl's really in shock, you know what I mean? And now she's got this, this barman. Yeah, he's just praying, ah. and she doesn't see it, and uh, everyone see else it. sees it. Yeah, everybody else sees it, and I, I honestly, I tried to tell. I did try Is to. She tell older her. than you? No, she's my age. Your age. Yep, she's my age. That's not your problem. Not yep. your problem. Not in your circle of concern. So exactly. The so kids and you are in here, mm -hmm. and you have your own little house. Yep, that's What's right. in the circle of concern is the only thing that should concern you because you have no energy. Other things, I especially know. him. Yep. So, does he pay you anything? Nothing. Now? now he's off the books, and now he's got a, a real excuse because of COVID. Oh, so and he's for some, but it's reason. enough to supply him for the drugs, drugs and fireworks and the, and the yeah. <laughs> and the cigarettes. But isn't Pennsylvania banning alcohol sales? I mean, they, they are, now? but it's super cheap, so he's got a lot more he can drink for the money, more bang for the buck, I guess. And, and that. Uh, that girlfriend of his probably she's um what i don't know what you call it enabling yeah she enables oh, definitely him. enabling that behavior yeah she gets some sort of like um her husband was actually he was actually um a decorated soldier oh and she went to that yeah and she yeah like upstanding people like you know conservative guy like left her, her and the husband <laughs> dear god please Help this soul realize she's with an asshole who's just using her. You can do better. And please let her see this because that's gonna be her demise. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I know. But then again, that's all we can care about. We can say yeah. a little prayer and then we can move on. Yep. Okay. Pray. Um so this is a stupid question probably, but like what is the one true awful failure that made you who you are today? Finding this um, lunatic or is there more to it? I mean, finding this lunatic made me like navigate life like and it was hard to just live and raise kids under the circumstances, nothing was ever handed to me, nothing was ever did, so I'm like, oh, so you humble. weren't white privileged or anything? No, it, not at all. Right. No, we were, we were in poverty because he would spend all the money, he would like, yeah. throw it away. So oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely so not. drug addicts, yeah. drug, drug dealers. And it, it was even yeah. hard for me to get housing or to get and help. The state didn't you want know? to help you because like, it's your problem. Yeah, okay. like they didn't, they didn't want to help me. They were just like, you know, I mean, I always heard like, oh, you need your bed, so I'm lying it, you know. But you did, and you mm -hmm. widened it, and now like you have this beautiful house. Yep, beautiful home. Yeah, we'll share around. And a I'm very bit. proud of it, and it's in a really little room. fireplace over there, <laughs> and her kids have room. their own room. Yeah, and we have air conditioning. And peace. I have peace for once. She in has my life. a beautiful backyard. And thank mm -hmm. you, State of New Jersey, for once in a while that you take care of your citizens. Yep, it's the state um, county. I'm state glad county. I went to the right give county. Give you a voucher for um, a year. 
It's the year and the furniture, you know, furniture. I got a voucher for some of the furniture. Thank you, so. New Jersey taxpayers. Yep. Your money Thank is God being for used friends. for a good cause right now. Yeah, absolutely. These kids are, I hope they appreciate how far you really have to make them understand yeah. how far you've gone because they, they won't unless it's someone's mm -hmm. yeah. break it down for these kids. Yep. We could still be in that house with your dad throwing shit and breaking mm -hmm. shit and screaming and cursing and, cursing and throwing just, cats just, and <laughs> just throwing cats. Yeah, the last one of the last straws was he broke he took my brand new um coffee table and he, he put it over his head like he literally, he was crazy, he's crazy, he put his head through the entire coffee table, <laughs> brand new one. And I looked at him like, did oh you buy that? God, no, my good friend bought it for me. Oh, I told her too. I told her that he did that. And she looked and at it. It was she wood, was like, it went right through yeah, his head. He was so nuts that he threw his head <laughs> right through it. And he pissed off the old landlord, so we had to move. But it was good because I had to get away from him. And that was my out. I didn't think we'd have any humor in this story that we have. <laughs> Um, can you just bring up the morbid nail in the coffin moment that you wanted to talk about? Yeah, I mean, it's just like, it, it was such a hard road, you know, and I just was like tired, but I just wanted to really just get on my own, get away from him. So you can't grow when you're with an abuser. No. So like, I think the nail in the coffin was, um, when I sprayed my knee and so I needed to rely on him to help me financially just so I can get better and back on my feet. And he yeah. failed miserably. He got us kicked out of the house. Mm -hmm. And because, um, you know, he only had to pay a $60 electric bill on a Friday, instead of paying that, he bought himself liquor and drugs, I guess. And so my landlord pulled that fist on us. Good. Because there was no lights. She got involved, you know, the caseworker. And I explained to her, she's a really nice lady named Denise. Um, and she was like, I suggest we leave right away. So that was like the turning point. Good. Okay. And that's when you went into the safe house? Went to, went to the safe house and I... For eight months you were in there. I was there for eight months. House. Yeah. Eight months it took. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm really glad that you have a home. Yeah, me too. Is there any kind of coping strategies you could share with anybody who's listening? Um, always. Yeah. Always reach out. Always tell your story. Always. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to tell everybody. Tell everyone your story. I was afraid. I kept kept it inside because I was afraid of him. I, I was afraid he was gonna like ruin my life and torture me or whatever, you know. So I just think that just keep speaking about it. They they don't like that. They don't like to be discovered. They don't like the truth. Bad mom podcast. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so keep telling the truth. Did he ever call you a bad mom? Oh yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, I was. Oh yeah. Of course, I was a bad mom. I was the worst mom. <laughs> Such a good like, turning point to this. Yeah, I was definitely <laughs> the worst mom trying to protect oh, your kids. Just bad mom. How dare you? Give the baby some crack. <laughs> Give a baby some jack. It's good mm -hmm. for their teething, right? Mm -hmm. That yeah. guy. He just, you know, I was always worried, always anxious. So you know, I went on Zoloft. I had like a bump on the back of my head. I came to New Jersey with like a bloodshot eye just like from stress like you can really do internal damage yourself like having somebody well, yeah so a violent and abusive that's just really yeah you're not balanced yeah so you gain weight i gained 50 pounds from the time that he was in my house helping me to only five months later like i mean how do you gain 10 pounds a month like you're very i'm very very stressed
horrible stress. He's no longer in your life. So hindrance. So next just, one's problem. Sadly, he's the widow's. You know, a widow has a problem. Yeah, whatever. So. That's her problem. But you know, yeah. good luck to her. And mm -hmm. uh, you're not her, so you found another victim. Yeah, you found another do. victim. Just, yeah. They keep finding other victims. Yeah. People who have um, low self-esteem. Exactly. Can't stand up for themselves. Mm -hmm. They had a death in the family, like something traumatic something happened, and they were the healers. Yeah. Really, they yeah. were just the mosquitoes. Yeah, it's almost blood. like they—it's almost like they scope it out. Like this one, he knew, like from his sister, that I had just lost my mom, so mm. he was probably just thinking it way oh, in advance. Oh, I can be that shining mm -hmm. honor. Oh, I can get this girl because she's like well, she mourning and depressed, and you know she needs to take her mind off of it. Throw mm -hmm. some dishes around. Yeah, smoke some crack around mm -hmm. her babies. Ruin every holiday for the babies. Every every this birthday. year is not going to be a bad holiday. Better not be. No, and then you know GWBS, they actually will help you get presents under that tree. Awesome. So can we? I want to have it underneath that tree with like that. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll help you find a tree. Chimney. It's gonna be a really. <laughs> it's gonna be an amazing Christmas. I gotta say, I so. the most amazing Christmases and holidays were the ones without my assistant. Mm -hmm. And I, yeah. it's a sad Even in realization. The we had, you know, so much, so much love, like right from people that weren't related. Didn't to even us. know each other. I didn't know there was that much love and outreach and like caring in the world. Really, honestly, until I went to um, SOS and my kids had really the best Christmas. Aww. Great food. Oh, yeah. I met, met great friends. So, yeah, you spent last Christmas there. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. awesome. Yeah, and the kids had the best Christmas ever. It wasn't ruined. Oh, that's all I asked for. Like, not a bunch of stuff, but like, just don't ruin the holidays. And they'll be good to go, you know? No, that's amazing. And mm -hmm. um, if there's anybody who wants to volunteer who's in the local area, there is a shortage of volunteers, a shortage of people who give a shit. Yeah. If you really think you want to help out the community, volunteer your time, prove it to the community. Yeah. You don't have to tell anybody. Right. It really isn't about that. It's about giving back because yeah. you do good, good come good things come to you. Yeah. And it's just, it's just way of life. Yeah. You transfer that good energy, you channel it. And if you don't do anything, you know, this is the time to act. This is the time when people are struggling the worst. Mm -hmm. I, at, at least in my generation, I haven't noticed anybody struggle as bad as during COVID. Yeah. This, I mean, I'm sure it'll be over by November, but, you know, yeah. that's another story. Yep. So, it's, yeah, it's definitely don't be afraid. Just do this what is you have to time. do to get away. This is the time to act. Get out. Mm -hmm. um, there's resources out there. Right. This is not something you should feel hopeless about, yeah. alone and afraid. This is very common. This is mm -hmm. why I'm doing the podcast. Yeah. There's so many women and men out there that are being abused. This is a mm -hmm. cycle. Yep. If their parents abuse them. If they saw abuse, they thought it was normal, they yeah. grew up, and they're repeating the abuse. Mm -hmm. Or they're becoming the victims. And yeah, you know, they're codependent on their abuser. Yeah, you need to educate yourself on mm -hmm. how to look for those red flags. Yeah, look for the um, you know, the self-respect. Mm -hmm. You know, how do you grow? You grow by right. respecting yourself, loving yourself, yeah. being kind to yourself, kind. and all the shit that yeah. happened to you. Because if you're not kind to yourself, everything yeah. that happened, 
you're not going to grow yeah. at all. You're just going to like wallow exactly. away in your misery. Yeah. Cry. You're not going to live very long. No. And stress. Grow your own cancer. Grow mm -hmm. your own COVID in your body because you're so depressed. Yep. You're yeah. better off without them. I mean, honestly, uh, I mean, I'm at peace finally. Like, I don't have to look behind my shoulders. I don't have to walk on eggshells. It's weird, but it's like really, really, really good and weird because I got myself back. I, I have my soul back, my spirit, and I, I'm myself. Like I'm, you know, yeah, creating, and I, I'm meeting new friends. Like I'm, really, I'm meeting positive, really good friends. Like I feel like I'm the right person for you. You know, it's like connected right away. They're a little Nordic. Yeah, <laughs> but we have similar, you know, views on politics, which is like very rare. So we just we, we bonded on politics. As long as there's love in your heart, <laughs> as long as there's love for other people mm -hmm. and acceptance and exactly. open mind, just an yeah. open mind is all you need. Yeah. And an open heart. Yeah, and we'll get through. I mean, I don't have a car, but so what? I have I have friends and family that are just amazing. Like and I don't even know. They don't just even notice. Pray about it. Yeah. You know, whatever works for you right and you know just believe in yourself yeah you, know, you deserve better right you deserve better you're worth it you're yep. not you're not supposed to settle yeah no man is worth your self-esteem your zero principles, you know your your mind i mean honestly if i was to look back you know in my late 20s and say oh you know i just got so much attention from this guy who gives a crap you know get attention from yourself your kids you know, these guys, like, you know, especially the ones that are literally sharks because they yeah, on women. There's a lot of women out there that are lost as to their own worth. Their identity, yeah. What defines them? Like, you just have to, like, really find right. it. Like, get out of your head and right. get into your heart and exactly. realize what's important to you. Yeah. Because if it's what other people think of you, you're lost, honey. Yeah. You're literally exactly. confused and you have no idea what this world is about. Yep. Maybe read a few books, maybe take a couple, I don't know, online courses about yeah. like loving yourself. I don't yeah. know. Watch some kind of positivity. Yeah. We need Jesus or Jesus. something. A lot of people need Jesus. A lot, a lot of people, people need to turn into a Bible mm -hmm. and just read. Yeah, and get something meaningful out of it. Whether you believe yeah. or not, you'll get something meaningful out of it. Right. I used to watch some, like, listen to like some Dorian Virtue or um, Shakti Galeen with like, um, she would do like uh, meditations and things like meditation that. Meditation works. Yeah. Anything. It does. Yeah. Like, um, do some yoga. Get into your body. Get into right. nature. Yeah. Go outside. Connect to nature. Connect with your that, neighbor. Love your feels. neighbor. Mm -hmm. Find that healing. It's not with the freaking Tinder app, okay? No, no. Stop. Forget the guys. You know. Love will come to you if you deserve when it. When you open your heart, the yeah. love will come to you. Yeah. It, it's not just going to, like, come out of an app. Mm -hmm. Like, it just, no. just, just at Feel least yourself. focus on yourself and grow yourself. Right. The confidence you need mm -hmm. to even entertain a relationship. Yeah. Because if you're broken... You're not going to be a good relationship, no. buddy. Sorry. Exactly. You like, may be great in I've bed, but that's guy like for nine months, and I'm, good. I'm great. Nine months with no no guy, no dating. I'm just giving myself time to heal because I, cause I. Well, when you when you're I'm broken, when you're broken inside, you're not going to be able to mm -hmm. meet that partner. Yep. That they deserve. And if right. I believe that I need to be completely fully healed mm -hmm. to be that partner, exactly. To be. Well, first of all, I'm a mother first, so yeah. I have to be a 
a healthy mom that's right. for my children. Yeah. And that's the most important thing. And then maybe something will fit into the, you know, yeah. the, the cards. Yeah, you take care of yourself and make sure, because the kids look at you so happy yeah. and healthy. They want hey, my happy, mom healthy is mom. doing great. Yeah, so my dad's on the picture. Exactly. Mm -hmm. What not to do, like maybe some good wow. models. Like, like, that's the thing mm -hmm. that I hope your kids realize. And yeah. you know what? You should kind of like hint at it, not really like yeah. poke at it, like your dad's a POS. No, that's not going to work. Never talk shit about your ex. Right. It doesn't help them. It confuses them. Because most likely their ex is talking about you. Yeah. And you don't want to be the hatred spreader. You don't. Because these kids are already confused. That's why I'm doing the nonprofit. Right. Is because these kids are so confused with their parents constantly fighting. Yeah. And they don't true. know what's normal. And the, the reality versus like what's really happening. Yeah. Is, like, I'm sorry, that's confusing. Reality versus the shit mm -hmm. in their head they're trying yeah. to understand right. why their family is even split up yeah they thought it was normal they oh. thought it was normal and the older two they they thought it was normal for a while so yeah. they, they they have therapists so it's know. up to you mm -hmm. as a survivor to teach them hey listen yeah the reason i'm not with your father is because i think that i am better without him mm -hmm. and not because your father is bad or anything i just yeah. feel like he wasn't really helping or mm -hmm. making me better helping yeah. me grow and you're a really bright individual and Thank he you. was really trying to sh shut you down yeah he was he anytime i'd like um come up with a business idea or you know it I, i'm like i'm a vocalist so i would sing and he would just get so jealous and he'd like put me down and he'd say like stupid things and he'd try to get his family like against me and saying horrible things to me like you know just because he wanted to keep me down god yeah. forbid i aspire to be like better you know than I already was. You're so. gonna get mm -hmm. back to it. You're in your healing process, and I wish yes. you well. Thank you. Anything you want to say? Um, anybody out there listening to like possibly get them out of the situation you're in? Mm -hmm. um, um, anything else? Yeah, red flags. I want to talk about red flags because you know if a guy is like quickly saying he loves you, if a guy is quickly quickly like trying to move on like the relationship, like and wife you and stuff like that. Look, like today, even guys are like, oh, I want you to be my wife. But that can be like, they just want one thing or something's wrong with them because yeah. they need you right away because they, they can't hold on to a female. It's a red flag so, if you jump on that bandwagon. Yeah, it's, a, it's a red like flag. It's really anyway. weird that you would even yeah. jump to that. Your yeah. worth is huge. Write down what, you know. What's what your what values? You know what your values mm -hmm. are. Make sure they align with that person. Yeah. I mean, my parents got married the first month or third month. I can't remember that they right. met each other. Yeah. But they knew what they wanted. My dad was like, oh, you're not a hoe. I, I, there's a lot of hoes <laughs> out there. Which is really rare in this day. Take, take this <laughs> ring, please. Mm -hmm. And, like, mm -hmm. that's huge to him yes. and my mom. But, like, yeah. sorry, mom. <laughs> but, like, really know your worth. And sex isn't love, mm -mm. and no, no, no. you're worth so much more. Exactly. And like how how great Value does it yourself. feel? How mm -hmm. great does it feel to be in your own home with no abuser? Seventeen yeah. years after seventeen years being with yep. him. Oh my god! June was seventeen years. June tenth, and I just thought of that. He's got a tattoo on the back of his neck with my name, and and June tenth, two thousand and three. So. Wow. <laughs>
Yeah. Well, I wish him well road. also because I don't want want to wish ill to other people. But yeah, I just hope he can he only help himself. Now. You know, but this at this stage in the game, I don't think he's ever gonna see the light or change. Unfortunately, you know. And I gave up. I gave up really. You know, thinking that he'll change because I was that oh, he'll change. But they don't change. How many? How many times do you want to be swept under the doormat? Yeah, they say they're changing, but it's fake. It's just to keep you. They're not gonna change. They're never gonna change. Nope. If they do, they better prove it. Like mm -hmm. hardcore. Like, what is your worth? Prove it. Yep. Exactly. Because there'll there'll be you know at the end of the day somebody who really loves you, you and your kids, and you know never like lower yourself to self esteem thing. Oh, no one's gonna want me. That's not. Well, you true. gotta show your kids that you're worth it. Like, yeah. I don't want my kids to treat. Uh, to to be treated that way right. I mean, like the last time my ex put his hands on me i said i'm sorry is this okay for my daughter to be treated like that by her husband are you going to be cool with that buddy yeah and he has not touched my daughter he has not touched her and good for him mm, because God, i man. hope those words resonate with him for the rest of his life because there's no reason to put your hands on another person whether you're a man or a woman right it's not love that's control and that's right. abuse and we're not stamping enough we don't do that nope that's not what we're about we're about love mm -hmm. we're about healing and support like and, and, and that's another thing i want to raise awareness about right. when you've been abused for so long you can become an abuser mm. and that just yeah. came to me recently and yeah. i've been doing some research especially boys right i think i think so well i've noticed my kids doing it and then i noticed mm -hmm. myself sometimes going into oh, it and like okay. growing things and like becoming that not okay. anywhere around my kids or anything I know, so but, like, too. if i get angry yeah I, that's my defense mechanism mm -hmm. to protect me from being abused. Right. And that I'm, I have a whole podcast coming out about that okay. with another individual. My oldest son is one of those bullies. Out. He bullies. He says terrible things sometimes yep. to the younger Well, ones. that's the cycle of abuse. They bring it to it's school because they think it's normal, and that's why I'm yeah. doing the No Bad Kids nonprofit. Right. And I hope that you know it'll come together in a couple that's years, yeah. and it'll work because these kids are that's our great. future, and the bring the bullying to the schools yep the non um what is it non-harassment bullying it's not working no they're not doing anything they can't beat the crap out of their bully anymore so they don't right. even have to bully them themselves mm -hmm. they can't react they can't do anything yep. so it's very unhealthy like, if anyone's you know, got any ideas about how to end bullying please by all means yeah. come on this podcast and talk to me because Nothing that our legislative branches are doing to end this abuse. Right. Nothing. The justice system is failing. The families is supposed to protect. Right. And these kids are just pawns and they're right. little abusers growing up. Yep. So, I don't know. It's terrible. As, but, Same. you know, there are services out there. You just got to seek them out. You right. got to do your best to teach these kids the wrong behaviors, correct them with the correct behaviors. Yep. And then that's the only hope that we can right. have. And teach by example. Teach by example. Like, yeah. this is wrong. And why are you doing this? Because you saw it and you thought it was okay and it's not right. okay. Right. Have the conversation with them. You know? We have a family meeting every time I see them and every time they're home. And, like, when they come home, they have all this energy. And mm -hmm. it could be negative most of the time. Right. And we discuss it all. We're like, tell yeah, me oh, where it's great. coming from. Channel it. Right. Talk to your kids. 
conversations. Talk. Put the tablets mm -hmm. away. Yeah. Put the technology away and talk to your children. Yeah. Quit giving them phones right. and all that. See how they're feeling. You know? Because they're not, that's what we're missing. Right. We, you need to connect even if it's just once a day. You just once, a, exactly. Once a day, have, have a conversation. Put the phone away, put the towel away, put, turn the TV off, talk to me. Read a yeah. Bible scripture or something. Yeah. That's been working for us. We've oh, been reading good. the Bible and I've been like, does this resonate with you? I that's know good. it was written a thousand years ago, but like it has valuable lessons in it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm trying to that's teach really those good. lessons. Yeah. And I haven't touched the Bible in a decade. Oh, that's really good. Yeah. So, really you know, good. I thought I was an atheist, but there, at the same time, mm -hmm. I don't even really know. I just believe yeah. that what the struggles we are put through yeah. define us in a certain way, but they don't really define us unless we allow them to. Mm -hmm. So I'm not the abused ex-wife with kids. Right. I'm not that. Mm -mm. I'm a goddess, okay? First that's right. and foremost. That's right. I'm a goddess. A survivor, a survivor. mother, a warrior, warrior. a hero to yeah. others. Yep. And I will teach that to everybody who wants to hear it. You don't yeah. want to listen to this podcast? Don't listen to it. Whatever. It's yeah. not for you. If, right. if you need some support and healing and guidance some coaching right. through these awful behaviors that you thought were normal or learned, yeah, then reach out reach but out all you gotta do Everybody is reach out mentor. it's an email away a text yeah. message away yep we have knowledge that some mm -hmm. people have not been you know um through before right. and do you want it to take 10 years to realize that yeah. you're abused the like case, if you have a hint in your head and your intuition yeah. use your intuition use your heart this is wrong this yep. is not okay get out now because it's really hard it takes time stop giving them extra chances yep don't, don't do it. They're do not going to change. It's one all, chance. It's all lies. You have one chance with me now. Like it's mm -hmm. not three chances. Yes. It's not how many the times. Counseling thing doesn't fucking it work. Doesn't work. It, it doesn't, doesn't work. work. It, they they lie and they don't. Take you it don't seriously. accept the wrongdoings that you have done. Right. Whether you're the abuser, the survivor, whatever. If you both can't sit down and say. That was bad behavior. Right. I am so ashamed. Yeah. I want to change it. I will never do that again. Right. Then you can't. You can't heal. Yeah. Do you because want your son to, or your children to be bullshit. a have bullshit. a temper tantrum? That's what it was. It was like a temper tantrum. Temper. Yeah. It's you be oh breaking my God. things and throwing things like Is a he a narcissist? That's crazy. extremely. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's, it seems to be a really common theme <laughs> yep. for every single person I've interviewed. Yep. It's either a sociopath or a narcissist. Yep. Get some mental help. Admit you have a problem, mm -hmm. and then maybe you'll gain yeah. some respect. And, and try not to be around people because they're just heal. They destroy people. Heal yourself. And... If you're an abuser, it's mm -hmm. probably because you're stuck in this cycle. Yeah, there's no shame if you admit that. That's there's right. no shame. You have to learn. They have to be taught like from ground one. Reteach yourself. You're heal. Rewired. You know, bad habits need to be broken, and if they're not broken, yeah. they're not broken, and then maybe. You know what? You'll never heal. You'll never be the person you're supposed to be. Mm -hmm. You'll never find your worth. Yeah. And now I'm just ranting, but you know, this yeah, is a really true. touchy subject. It is. <laughs> it really is. Well, thank you so much, Jess, for coming mm -hmm. on the show. Time, you know, and this was insanely.
powerful. I feel like I learned so much about you. Yeah. I feel like you're mm-hmm. definitely going to help somebody. I definitely try to help I feel people. like you should be an advocate, really, because you're oh, so thank powerful. You. Thank like, you. I feel such good energy coming Oh, thank you. Me. I do try to help, like, the girls, like, younger girls yeah. in, the, in the shelter. If, if and somebody I, reaches out they still to you reach out. that's still there, mm-hmm. like, totally, like, I'm yeah. glad that you're still keeping in contact. It's good to be a role model for, you know, especially, like, the younger girls, the younger girls now. Yeah. What, you know what to do and just try to do you want to wait till you're 30 or 40 to realize it no you got half your life ahead of you <laughs> exactly you do. do you want to go through the mental breakdown and do you mm-hmm. want to get ptsd depression yep. and all kinds of other every mental health they ruined every like good moment destroyed like yeah your kids mm-hmm. are going to ask you like eventually like why did you let this happen yeah you fall you fall into the cycle of abuse but the, they'll still probably play you back because you know now you're gonna possibly deal with parental alienation not Mm -hmm. use because you know Mm -hmm. your ex doesn't seem to be really involved but it's a it's a thing that a lot of people go through is like when they get divorced your mom is bad your dad's bad and that is just the worst thing you could do yeah please don't do that it can be manipulative like I'll buy you a cell phone if you come live with me. <laughs> I'll buy you a toy, mm-hmm. a puppy, yep. whatever. Yeah, it doesn't work. They do try to use like material things to get uh, but the kids. Kids are getting smarter. They're realizing mm-hmm. it. They're like, oh yep. yeah, I want a phone. Uh, mm-hmm. I want to live with mom. Yep. Whatever. I know. So if you have anything to share, you want to be on the podcast, you want to share your story, you want to use your voice, you want to make a difference, you want to raise mm-hmm. awareness, you want to Say anything you want, non-censored. Do whatever you want. This is the podcast. It's good. Okay? Help this is people. to do it. Help other people. That mm-hmm. is when good things come to you. And that's, that's right. the ending statement. I just want to say yeah. I'm having such a good time. I've been networking with so many people. Amazing. And everything just feels so good. That's great. Don't be ashamed of the struggle that you were in. Embrace it. Embrace right. it. Now Embrace you are special in that way. You yeah. have knowledge in that way you can help right. other people use your struggle mm-hmm. to help others yeah and that is what jesus would do yes and if you're not a jesus believer whatever mm-hmm. i'm sure you can relate it to um the universe bouncing mm-hmm. back karma whatever you believe yeah, in I, I believe i'm a spiritual person so yeah, i believe spirituality. like positive it things really are helps. coming in because i'm putting positive things exactly out if you're putting negative things yeah. negative things are coming exactly it's like a boomerang thing exactly it yeah it doesn't matter what you believe in exactly. it works the same way as long as you have love you know and you're and caring respect, respect and, help other people like jesus yeah. i do believe in jesus like helping other people you know yeah and so you're so, not crazy you shouldn't feel ashamed yeah and um, exactly. as long as you come from love love will come to you exactly and you know definitely call your women's advocate yes. groups and shelters and they'll call the domestic the right violence direction. hotline i don't have it off the top of my head i'm so sorry yeah, um but you can google it that's what the google is there for um, yeah if you need help reach out to your friends ask them to get you help yeah you know there's somebody out there in your life you're not alone yeah speak out never be afraid because go to your police department yeah something use the services yeah the police department they do know the advocate numbers you know so if you have to get protection they could even help you file a restraining order yeah as hard as it sounds like Mm -hmm. restraining orders sometimes have to be done and sometimes it doesn't take it sometimes it's more one time you know they say like the average person goes back to their abuser 
eight to 10 times when they finally get on their own. And I'm at it. I'm right there. Hello. I'm the one. <laughs> yeah, you're such a I left many times and, uh, you know, took me a long time to get help. So, yeah, I sure help. Yeah, I hope that you're, you know, the counseling is working. Yeah. Definitely as recommended for the kids. And yeah, I'm the, getting stronger and like less anxiety. I felt, I find like a little less anxiety. The more you talk about it, I feel like the yeah. more you just kind of like accept it and yeah. it's part of you. Being, yeah, being on my own after 17 years, it's scary, but I'm making it work. I'm, you know, you're on your own, but you're not being told. Yeah. Right. I sleep like a baby now. Like I really don't. <laughs> I never slept like that before. I'm like, oh, yeah, I sleep really good. I sleep good. I put I have so you have any sleeping problems? <laughs> <laughs> nope. I said nope. No, I no, don't. No, <laughs> just get the negativity <laughs> out of your house. You <laughs> yep. can do it. I don't care if you're broke, rich, or poor, whatever. That's right. You can do it. Just stop making excuses. That's right. Stop making excuses for him. Right. Or her. Get some support. Get out of that yeah. shit. Talk you're about worth it. it. You want to show your kids that you're worth it? Mm -hmm. This is the way to do it. You didn't do it to yourself. They, that person abused you. So be an advocate for yourself and speak out. The more you speak out, you know, the more people help and you'll get out of it. And well, maybe we'll just, you know, realize that the cycle of abuse is constantly perpetuating itself why we have so many mental health issues and our kids why do you have so many broken families mm -hmm. because they like to use the court yeah they do they like to manipulate keep it going so they can yeah. control you they can keep mm -hmm. it going not pay for the kids like okay i didn't have these children by myself like it would give them the reason to just Drop off the face oh, of the earth. I put this hole in the it's condom, in the you know. Like, yeah, put the hole in the condom, and you know, just don't don't pay. Make everybody else pay for your children to eat. Like yeah, you know, the taxpayers. Sure, you know. Oh my God, <laughs> grow up and be a man. Yeah, be an really. adult. Be a woman. Like take exactly. care of your sperm. Yep. Your you know baby, whatever you want to call it. I don't mm -hmm. know. I, there's so many Debbie. Yeah, it's terrible. There's I know. so many deadbeat moms. I don't know, I know what these people think is important, but I don't get it. You need that's why the sex and love thing. Make sure exactly know, like stop giving yourself away. Don't give yourself away. You know that's just that's our society right now. They don't even understand. Yeah, they don't what it is to connect with another human yep. being and to true love. Is you lost. Know? Yep, intimacy is gone. It's just get faded and faded and faded yep. till we don't even know what we're doing. Pathetic. It makes no sense. You don't I respect don't yourself. It. You don't respect yourself. Nope. Exactly. So, yeah. you know, just get yourself together. Write down what your expectations are. Know your values. Mm -hmm. Know your values. Exactly. I stand for this. I will find a partner who stands for the same right. thing. And that way exactly. we can be a team. You shouldn't exactly. be... You shouldn't be running away. Love shouldn't be a battlefield. Yeah. Love shouldn't be a war zone. Mm -hmm. You should feel connected to your partner to run and tell them yeah. the worst things ever that are happening to you. They right. should make you feel safe. You don't safe. feel safe with your partner. Exactly. You're in a bad relationship. Right. That's the first That's red flag. If, if you don't understand that, mm -hmm. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Reach out to me, please. I will exactly. break it down for you. Exactly. I've been in a few bad relationships. And both of them were abusive, yeah. and I was lost and forever was like, I'm never going to get married again. Every yeah. men are assholes. Mm -hmm. And then I find a man, and I was like, wow, he doesn't, he doesn't kick me out of the house. Mm -hmm. He doesn't make me feel like shit. He doesn't curse me out. He yeah. doesn't hit me. What is wrong with him? 
Right. Who's just waiting, right? Who's just waiting for that to like slam? Who is this dude that just treats me like a human being? And I I just look for the red flags like like, yeah, but like, like when we're your book. <laughs> when we're been in these abusive relationships, we're like, oh, um, let's mm-hmm. just, um, oh, let me heal you, let me help you. No, no have self respect. No. You're not. There's nothing wrong with the block button. angel to every single man out there yeah. who's broken. Just block them. How many? And move block him. Block him. Block him. Block his ass and move on. Block him. The best thing you can do is block a shitty relationship, whether it's friend. Yep. Uh, a, a lover, yep. even if it's family, man, yeah. if they're breaking you down you and know making what? you feel like yeah. shit, because a it lot of times to be a big like explanation, be like, you know what, this is not good for my spirit. Yeah. Okay. If bye. they want to come back <laughs> in your life and apologize yeah. and say, hey, I'm sorry, I was wrong. Have that accountability. Yep. Yep. You don't need to take abuse from your family either. No. It's, it's a lot of these abusers they come at the family and they mm-hmm. isolate you and then the yeah. family even hates you they try to t- talk to your family tell tell your family you've done horrible things and you've done nothing wrong you know and they and then is there happen to you yeah yes and they they said so many bad things like friends and family like they start to think hey what is going on with you are you know they call me like what happened like what's going on meanwhile he's the one cursing at your family calling <laughs> yeah because he's drunk, drunk. <laughs> What a joke. He, he would turn everything around and he'd try to be like, oh, it's like a sitcom. Yeah. One time, one time I went shopping for clothes for my friends, uh, for my kids rather, with my friends. And I'm buying clothes for the kids because mm-hmm. school is starting. And he literally called every person in my family and said, this bitch is out with her and partying. And I wasn't. I was buying clothes for my kids because he wouldn't give me any money for clothes. So my friend and I went, she money and we went back really nice yeah thank god you, like things fall into place like i said when you realize like you know you want I'm better for yourself so into hand-me-downs guys so into hand-me-downs. exactly hand-me-downs reduce reuse recycle by yep. the way if you have any donations oh, absolutely any donations these women sometimes men i haven't met any men yet that i've rescued but uh, technically not really but um these Women sometimes just have a bag and like maybe mm-hmm. some clothes in it, and that's all they got when they run yeah. away. I had when nothing. You had nothing. I didn't even have a toothbrush. Nothing. 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 Okay, so please Taking don't throw off. shit in the garbage. You can reduce, reuse, yep. recycle all day. Donate. Contact me if you have anything. Donations. Right. These women have nothing. Yep. Their kids have nothing. Exactly. Be the change you want to see in the world because yep. a lot of people really need this stuff. Just throw out that crock pot. I don't care if you think it sucks. Yeah. Somebody might use that crock pot. Right. You need a crock pot? I just got one. Great. <laughs> awesome. She just got a microwave. She just got a crock pot. Yeah, they were all donated. I just got you some pans. Yeah, thank you. Yes, you're welcome. And you know what? The more you can do to help your community, the yeah, better your community it. will no. be. I appreciate every little thing, every single thing that we're giving. Please don't ever feel small. ashamed. Like, oh, I'm taking it. Too small. Please never feel like secondhand stuff is less than you no like it's just stuff it's things you got your you know? life and you have your kids yourself because people don't understand that it's like well i live in a really nice house with a really nice car who cares yeah. you're miserable you want to blow yeah. your brains you out you love yourself and you, you know <laughs> and literally like you have to have your spirit like Seriously. your spirit is so important if someone's breaking your spirit you're where you don't want to live anymore i what's mean what's the point of who cares man? about you know material things Trust me, it's just stuff. And once yeah. you realize that life is more than stuff and yeah. good, 
things come to you That's when right. you deserve them. It doesn't come in the form of things. Exactly. And if it does, it does. And then you maybe just got to reevaluate yourself. Exactly. <laughs> I agree with that. Because, 100%. Like if stuff makes you happy, then yeah. like, bro, like, I don't know what you're doing with your life. I know. Because if even rich people think yeah. like that too. Like, I know. They're like, oh, oh the Joneses. Strong. They said it's what the Joneses have. Like, let's keep up with the Joneses. Let's not. Yeah. No. Let's, let's, let's not. Upcycle, <laughs> donate to your community, mm -hmm. donate to your shelters. Yeah. Um, if you have any food, somebody could use it. Somebody yeah. could. Don't throw shit in the garbage. Just stop. You never that. know who's you, you never know. No, and you never know if you're gonna be in that position. Right. You know, it could be your next door neighbor, every you know, because people abusers and please be kind to those people because yeah. it really does take a toll on them. Like I mm -hmm. personally don't have any embarrassment whatsoever in my bones, zero. Like it's gone. I don't know yeah. where it went. I lost all embarrassment. Yeah, I a lot of never a lot of forgiveness came. Of yeah, a lot of forgiveness came like once I like got away and I said, done, done, done. People now I have a lot of respect for people like to say, oh, wow, she made it. She finally made it. And it's a good right. feeling. It's a really good feeling to be like, you finally yeah. made it. You finally got away from the negativity and making the a better cheater, life. The cheater, the abuser, whatever yeah. he was, you got away from that. And yeah. like you, the respect you gain for yourself, yeah. whether anyone wants to acknowledge it or not, it's there. It is. <laughs> it is. He can't take that away from you. He cannot. Nope. No way, sister. Thank you, you too. Thank you. <laughs> well, thank you for listening. Three strikes, you're out. That's right. Three That's times. What the episode is called. <laughs> and uh, she got away. This is her third time. Mm -hmm. Seventeen years mm -hmm. out of an abusive relationship. Bad ass bitch, right yeah. here. That's right. That's okay. I'm so happy. <laughs> so happy thank you, you so much thank you i'm gonna stop clapping good luck, <laughs> good luck to everybody <laughs>